Praise the Lord, Spirit and Truth Worship Center family. My name is Pastor Joshua Koppel, and today I'll be talking to you about obedience to the Word. I've been recently studying and reading the words of Billy Cole, watching his sermons on YouTube and reading his different books and different different sermons that I could find. And one thing that Billy Cole used to say is that the Word of God is the voice of God in your life. We don't all hear the voice of God as an audible voice. Some people hear it as a quiet, tiny voice in the back of our mind. Some people get an impression, but every time you read the Word of the Lord, every time you pick up your Bible, you are hearing God's voice for you. I want to start with Exodus 19 verse 20. And this is a moment where Moses was hearing from his father-in-law on a better way to lead. And it says this, And thou shalt teach them ordinances and laws, and shalt show them the way wherein they must walk, and the work that they must do. So it's saying here that the word of God will show us the way we must walk and the work we must do. So if you're not sure how to walk, or if you're not sure how to live your life, you need to go to the Word of God. In these Testaments, in these Old and New Testaments, you can see the way we are meant to live. And not only that, it will show you the work that you must do. There's work to be done in this life. And I'm not talking about your job or your career. I'm talking about your calling. I'm talking about the work that God has put specifically for your life. Everyone from the smallest child to the oldest saint All of us has a work to do that will please God. And I don't know about you, but when I get to heaven, I want God not only to say, well done, that good and faithful servant, but I want him to say, man, I'm happy to see everything you did. I'm so excited for you to be here so you can see all of these people that you helped and to see everything that that I was able to accomplish through you, Josh. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to hear God talk to me about what what I was able to accomplish on earth in his name because I'm trying my very best to follow the word and to please the Lord. And I know you're doing the same. Now, this verse in Exodus 19.20, it talks to us about following the ordinances and the laws. And these, these are what we find in the word. The word of God is the law that we follow. Now, if you jump over to Exodus 19 and verse 5, it shows you the end point. It says here, Now therefore, if ye will obey my voice indeed, and that's what I'm talking about today, obedience to the voice or to the word of God, and if you keep my covenant, then you shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine. I'll read verse 6 as well. And ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and an holy nation. These are the words which thou shalt speak into the children of Israel. So it says here that you won't just be a peculiar treasure, but you'll also be a priesthood or a holy nation. And again, that's something that I desire to to have said about me. I want God to know that I'm a part of his, his priesthood. I'm a part of his holy nation. I want him to see everything that I do on earth is all for him. And I want it to all be done in his name. Because the money we make, the accolades and the accomplishments that our personal ambition leads us to in this life, it's not everything. Because if it's not going to go into the next life, if it's not going to go to heaven, if that Mercedes isn't going with me, I don't want to worry about it. I want to think about the things that are going to bless others and that are going to end up helping them to get closer to God by the end of this life. I want to make sure 
that I'm living according to the ordinances and the laws of this word. I want to be obedient to this word. I want to be able to walk in this word, to do work that is in alignment with the word of God. Because there are many different things that are going to pull your attention in this life, especially in America and especially in Southern California. You're going to have your your job. You're going to have your bosses. You're going to have your family. You're going to have friends. You're going to have relationships. Many people are going to be pooling you to do a work that they want you to do. But we have to remember that we are not of this world. We have to remember that our obedience must be according to the word. It must be according to the word of God, to what he has put as a lamp unto our feet and as a light unto our path. And we need to follow this word. In the Old Testament, they had the Ten Commandments, and those Ten Commandments were a pivotal part of the society back then. And nowadays, we still follow the Ten Commandments, but now, with the New Testament, we have the revealed name of Jesus. And we know about baptism in Jesus' name. And we all must be baptized in Jesus' name. And we know about being filled with the Holy Spirit. And when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, when you have Jesus living inside of you, I don't know anyone who wouldn't want to have more of God. And that's something that the Word says. It says we must be filled with the Holy Spirit. We must be born again. We must repent. We must die daily. Paul said, I die daily. So in your walk, you're going to mess up. There's going to be days where you're not feeling so hot. There's going to be days where you maybe do something that seems off. It seems outside of your character. Well, you need to repent. Don't give up. Don't just sit down and die in that place. You've got to get up. You've got to tell the Lord, God, forgive me of this sin. Forgive me of what I just did. Lord, I want to repent. I don't want to live this way. And remember, repentance means you turn around 180 degrees. So if you're looking away from God then you turn 180 degrees to look towards him and you start walking that way again, back towards God. That's true repentance. It's not just saying the words. But again, what I'm telling you right now, this is from the word of God. And we've got to remember, if we're obeying the word of God, then we're always going to be on the right track. We're going to be in the right place. The Bible says that the road to heaven, that path, it's very narrow. It's not very wide. The wide road is the one to hell. So if this path is narrow, then I want to be obedient to the word of God to make sure I'm on that narrow path and that I'm leading my family and my friends and those who look to me, those who I have influence over, I want to be leading them on that narrow path as well. There's many people in this world who don't understand the benefit of knowing the word of God. Maybe they don't read much. Maybe they haven't read it at all. But I want to encourage you, people of God, to dig into the word, to read it daily. It's not just something that we need to do because that's just as a Christian, you just read the word. No, this word is something we must obey, but we've got to have it in our mind. We've got to have it in our heart and we've got to have it showing in our life. If we want to have the fruits that are spoken of right here, if we want to have that work and that walk in alignment with God, we've got to know the word. We've got to be obedient to the word. And then, and then it says, God will tell us that we are a peculiar treasure we are a peculiar treasure to him. We are in his holy nation and we are his, his holy priests. I'm thankful today to be included in that number. And I'm thankful for the word of God today. And I want to encourage you to keep obeying, to keep reading, and to keep following the path that God has set ahead of you. God bless. Praise the Lord, podcast listeners for Spirit and Truth Worship Center. Today, our topic will be raising godly men. And with us, we have Lynn Cole. 
Say hi, Lynn. Hello. Thank and you for we, having me. We have Tyrell Thompson. Hey, everybody. And we have me, Joshua Koppel. So we have three uh, different perspectives today, and we're going to be focusing on Sister Lynn since she has actually raised kids and me and Tyrell have not. <laughs> but we also do have Tyrell, who was raised on the mission field in a godly home, and I was raised on the uh, obviously American side of it with my parents, but both of us have that pastor's um, teaching and training and upbringing, and so we've got, we've got our perspective too. So our first question for today will be this. From Proverbs 22 and 6, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. So our question to Lynn is, how did consistency help when training up the boys? Um, bringing up the boys, we have tried our best to be uh, consistent in our church attendance, services, events. Anytime there was um, an activity at the church, we tried to be there. When my oldest son was entering into the youth group, we knew that we needed to move closer to church so he can continue to be involved. When a child has consistency, I feel like their life will result in stability. Mm -hmm. And I actually remember because when I was when I was uh, a little bit older than the boys, I, I was doing a boys group and Josh and Jordan were two of my first guys. Yeah. So they were in my group. And like Lynn said, I remember every week, every Tuesday, they'd be there. And she, her art, someone would drop them off. Mm -hmm. Sometimes Art would stick around and watch us play basketball a little <laughs> bit. And then he'd leave. But, but I remember Lynn and Art were really good at letting the boys come and learn and realize this was part of their routine to come and be with other young men who wanted to learn about the Bible. Yes. But they didn't, um, Art and Lynn didn't didn't hover around too long. They let the boys kind of have their space. And I remember thinking that was really cool because I knew some of the boys in our boys group, their their dads would stick around for maybe 30 or 40 minutes and have to be like, all right, well, <laughs> it's, uh, it's time for you to leave because uh, the boys are all staring at you and they're wondering why you're here. So... But that, that consistency, though, of seeing them every week was, was really cool from my side of it, too. Tyrell, go ahead with question two. Uh, Lynn, Proverbs twenty nine fifteen says, The rod and reproof give wisdom, but a child left to himself bringeth his mother to shame. This verse specifically talks about a boy bringing his mother to shame by acting out. How important is discipline when raising children in a world that stresses a distorted version of freedom when it comes to kids? Mm -hmm. Well, this is very important as parents. Um, I didn't want to parent uh, our children uh, in a way that they were a friend to me or parent-like. I'm trying to make something up from my life and try to put that upon them. Um, just like a shepherd has a staff, we try to lead them, not side by side or as equals, leading them and guiding them just as the Lord uh, has done with with us. Um, I feel like it builds respect. There's, mm -hmm. um, there's a channel there of, of, okay, this is, this is my parent and I'm here. There's, um, definitely a connection there. Um, just as, uh, we have with the Lord and mm -hmm. him training us. Yeah. I, I know, I don't know how it was with, with Tyrell, but I know I had that same thing in my home that Lynn's talking about where, you know, your parents are there for you and they love you and you have fun. You need to have fun. You need to have, you know, good times and you need to go to the yes. beach and you need to go to the aquarium and all that yeah. stuff. 
but I always knew that when push came to shove that they were in charge <laughs> and they yes. were the authority in my house. And, and I, I'm sure Tyrell and I could probably talk about friends of ours who we knew they ran their house mm -hmm. and it wasn't the parents that were in charge. And a lot of those friends are struggling today because they're running into a world that does not see them as in charge and they're wanting their way and they don't, they don't always get it. So right. I think when you're raising kids in that way that Lynn was talking about, you're not just helping them as Christians you're helping them to be someone that people in the world actually want to know as well. Right. They want to get close to these people. And about the rod and, and reproof, yes, there are many times uh, these things were needed in their life, their boys. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, the one thing that helped not to continue with the shame is we always had a time where we explained what the wrong was. Mm -hmm. And um, also a time where we gathered together and just, you know, hugged it out. And um, it's one thing to correct, and there's another to correct with love. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think the love is really important because I, I know some, some of my friends, their parents were very strict. And so the correction and the authority was definitely in the home, but the love was lacking. Mm -hmm. And then you get a whole other issue because I think there's those four yes. parenting styles. But you've got the authoritarian, which is just the strict structure, but then the authoritative which is where you add that love and, and to where they actually know, you know, these are the rules, but it's because of this. This is why we're giving these rules, you know? Yes. So I, th I think that's really awesome. Um, Tyrell, do you have anything to add? Yeah, I think I'm glad, looking back now, I'm glad my parents instilled a sense of reverence in me mm -hmm. for them because I knew they were the authority at the end of the day. We still had fun, mm -hmm. but now I'm glad that they had some rules and some structure because I can see the fruit now. And as a kid, you don't always like that because yeah. I think I'd see my friends and they're all goofing off. And I, I was like, oh, they have freedom. But now I'm like, man, I'm glad if yeah. I had my way all the time, I wouldn't right. be where I'm at right now. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and now I'm looking at them, too. And I'm like, they had their way. And now <laughs> there's yeah. a difference. So. They still get their way now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this last question is going to come from Proverbs 29, 17. Uh, Correct thy son and he shall give thee rest. Yea. He shall give delight unto thy soul. So with two sons in college and one almost a senior in high school, what delight have you experienced from raising your boys in the church, Sister Lynn? Um, my biggest delight is knowing that they are the boys are still very close. There's a genuine love between them. Um, I love when the older two uh, in college discuss uh, scripture and life goals uh, what God is doing in their lives. Uh, the best is when they all reflect on all the fun memories they've had in Sunday school, camps, mm -hmm. conventions, and the fun that they're that they've had, you know, growing up in the church. The mm -hmm. relationships that they've made, the connections that they've made. Um, you know, Josh mentioned mentioned the boys group. You know, they have connection here. Mm -hmm. um, I've also seen my older sons encourage my youngest about his walk with God. And uh, they do their best to give him direction and, mm -hmm. you know, making sure, you know, he's uh, he's connected here as well. Mm -hmm. And it's nice because now with, with you having trained the boys this way, now they're kind of helping train other people yeah. and other kids. Because sure. I know me and Tyrell recently did a hyphen event where we discussed the uh, oneness and the trinity. And the boys were there, but I remember a uh, little shout out. Josh and Jordan both had their Bibles, they and they were both helping uh, answer some good questions that we had at the end when we were discussing. They were adding to the group, which is important. They weren't just sitting there like, 
feed me, feed me. They, yeah. they had something to say. So that was really cool. Again, seeing that from uh, some boys grown in our church. So as we wrap up for today, we want to thank Sister Lynn for coming in and giving us a, a mother's perspective and uh, sharing with us some important stuff from some boys. And Josh and Jordan, a little shout out. You guys are great. Um, as, as we close today, though, um, I'd like Lynn to just, just pray over us, just a closing prayer. So if you just want to just pray and we'll, we'll wrap it up. Thank you, Lord, for your grace yes, and your Lord, mercy Lord. in our lives. Yes, Lord. Lord, we thank you, Lord, so to, that you also continue to guide us, Lord, yes, even Lord. when we are out of the home and we have our lives and responsibilities. You're always there to guide us like a shepherd. And we thank you for this time. And we pray that anyone that uh, is in uh, hearing this is encouraged. And uh, we thank you for your grace. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless, church.